This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Saturday morning, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace. And all right, let's third and final hour already. My, how time's flying by this morning. Let's run down south. Let's go to Corpus Christi and check in with the man himself, Captain Cliff Webb. Clifford, what is up? Uh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> how you doing, buddy? Well, you know, you're talking about the wind being down. There, it's pretty high here in Corpus. It's blowing Is pretty it? good. Yeah, I just uh, it's amazing how a few miles will make a difference. But I got this morning heard the trees hitting the house. It's blowing pretty Uh-oh. good. Glad I'm not out there today. Uh, but, uh, what do you got? A southerly flow? Yeah, southerly. Getting ready to have that uh, Legends tournament. These boats getting ready to go by the house here in about probably about 30 minutes or so. They they lit, lit off yesterday. I think about 6:45. I heard them all go by. That's a it's not like a racetrack. <laughs> Big whole motor going by. Here man. we go. Let's roll. God, but fish is good, Mickey. I had a, a super good week, you know. Well, I looked I, at uh, the weights and everything, and the fish caught in that tournament yesterday. Man, it is good. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty unbelievable. It is. I uh, last weekend I had Fred on the. Uh, I normally don't fish uh, Saturdays, and uh, I had to fish Saturday and Sunday last weekend, and. Uh, so on Sunday, Fred, Fred and Raymond and I, we fished out of the boat, caught some big old fish out of the boat, you know. Then, then Monday, I got some guys on Monday. And of course, it was Kelly, those guys Monday that I had last week. And then I didn't tell you last time when I came into the dock Monday after having a good day with Kelly, uh, my power hose, power string hose broke on the console. It oh, just flooded no. that flooded that boat with that flower, power steering fluid. Oh, and then the, motor, the motor's cocked off to one side, Mickey, so I really can't get the boat on the trailer, you know, so without using the trolling motor. So... Anyway, I rolled up on the the, the trailer, get as much up there on the pole more as I could. Then we had to crank it the rest of the way. Of course, I blew my shoulder out cranking that boat. Just now, oh, finally getting boy. over it. And so finally, last week was just one of those deals. You're like, God, finally got the boat back and ready to go this week. And the first my first trip this week was uh, all the guys from Waterloo Rods, uh, Jimmy Burns, and those guys from Waterloo. Yeah, I heard he's still smiling. Yeah, he was I heard Jimmy still smiling over that trip. <laughs> It was good. And the funny thing about it, Mickey, was, you know, I've been, been down with the boat, and uh, I didn't get the pre-fish before he came. I think it was Tuesday he showed up. Yeah, 
and I didn't get to pre-fish Monday, so hadn't been in the water in three or four days. So I just go to all the records, and I start searching all my books. Okay, here's a water temperature. Here's what's going on. And it was so right on. It was just unbelievable how keeping right. records can keep, can really get you out of some spots, you know, when you're not fishing, just going by and looking at, at all the conditions that you, you've dealt with over the last 43 years of this, what they did on this time. And, and uh, the first wave, we, we pop out and, as soon as I pull into this cove, I mean, I power pulled down and two giant slicks pop up. I'm going, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's got to be good, boys. And there's just <laughs> mullet. There's just mullet everywhere. You know, that's what's amazing down here is the amount of bait we've got in mullet. Um, just incredible. And they're the right size mullet there, that six, eight-inch mullet flipping. Perfect. And, uh, and so I'm trying to tell myself, I say, okay, okay, Cliff, don't get out of the boat. Your shoulder hurts, man. you got to got to save this shoulder, man. You, you know, it's all you got. Don't get out of the boat. Stay right here. Let these guys wait down the shoreline and, you know, just pile, pile down with the trolling motor. Okay, I'm going to stay in the boat. Those guys pile out. They all bow up. <laughs> I'm out of that boat, Bubba. Wrong number. I'm jumping in, buddy. <laughs> I'm coming I can't in take there, it you know? any, any longer. <laughs> I can't take it anymore, man. And these are fish that are, you know, four to six. You know, That's I mean, stuff. almost everything we catch is just, you know, over four pounds, Mickey. And, uh, and so we weighed this this area here, this really shallow water, and, and the fish is out about waist deep water on grass beds. And my guys are bowed up, and they're four deep. And I get this smell of, of this killer trout smell. I just love that little whiff of that big trout well, smell. Nothing you know, better. Like, That's Chanel number oh, five, buddy. Oh man, it was so cool. And and I I look up when I see this little pie slick, and I line <laughs> myself right up with it. And I and I I got on a. a a swim bait so i said man i'm gonna put on a trout support so i put on that trout support with just a hook in it where i can fish really shallow and of course i'm throwing into the wind and that's a good bait it's like a little john you can throw it in the wind and i walk up there and i catch two fish off that slick both of them over six it was unbelievable <laughs> it was so cool you know i had four bites up there and uh, one was a dink i missed one and the two i caught were around six pounds you know 26 27 inch fish just solid mm. fish then I walked back up there and started hosing the fours and fives again, but it was funny. So, you know, we made the end of this. This is how good it was, Mickey. It was kind of like when you were there drifting with me. So I made the end of the wade. I pick everybody up in the boat, and instead of turning around and making another wade right on these fish, I said, let's go somewhere else. And they look at me like, are you nuts? <laughs> I said, let's go get some big fish. And so we pull out of there, and I'm going, God help me out here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really being cocky, you know. So we pull out, and we pull up these deep rocks and uh, first Jimmy Burns, he's first one out and he fires out there and Kobe, the next guy's out there. Before I get out of the boat, both those guys are bowed up on big fish. I'm going, Oh my God. And those fish have come out of this one rock. There's like six or seven big rocks there, Mickey. And this one rock had all the fish on it. And the reason is that rock is solid sand around it. And that's the big key about this time of year. These fish right. want the sand. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the other rocks are grassed up, mudded up. This rock had sand on it. And we sat there four deep and just uh, just wore them out on this rock, you know. And so uh, I'm saying to myself, well, you know. Don't you love that when a plan comes together like that? Oh, buddy. I did. And then I say, okay, boys, we're going to plan C. You know, it's 2.33 <laughs> o'clock, you know, and everybody's blown out. And, and Jimmy's in the boat, retired, you know, kind of wore out, ready to kind of call it quit. The wind's up pretty good, you know. And I said, well, I got one more spot, you know, a flounder spot. I'm going to catch a big flounder in. Let's go see the flounder in there. We pull in the flounder hole and start catching big trout on the sand. <laughs> so oh, what's going no. on here? Knee-deep sand, catching four or five-pound trout on knee-deep sand. I mean, there it was just go. like, yeah, pretty good stuff, Mickey. Pretty good Boy, stuff. it's a far cry from Port O'Connor where Jimmy's used to fishing all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, he 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 had a good time. You know, it's great to have those good fishermen. You only have to buy her from Roy's, Andrew. And of course, you know, Jimmy's a fishing machine. God almighty. But, uh, he ain't just too shabby. No, just don't compare deer pictures with him. I always think I, I shoot some really nice deer, and I look at what Jimmy shoots. Yeah, but go, he's okay, going man. to those high-dollar ranches, man. <laughs> those are some real deer, man. Oh, my God. Man. Makes my little 140 look kind of wimpy, but anyway. You know, I was talking to my old tire buddy, old uh, Chavo, the other day. He went he went down to Victoria to some ranch, so he was running out of meat. He went to kill him a couple of Axis deer. And uh, uh. he... Uh, he was the guy he was with Morgan, I think he was name. Uh, we were talking. He had me on speakerphone, and they they shut down two more ranches uh, for that CWD. I'm hearing uh, no. I'm hearing a lot about CWD at chronic wasting disease. No, right really. Now. Yeah. Oh man, mm. that's not good. No, it's not. And what did that cause from? Well, it's just a no. I- it's like a, a disease, disease that actually originated in the elk up north, okay. you know, Canada and the top of the country and, and spread down through our white, you know, whitetail population, you know, our uh, servants. We've had that stuff in our whitetails before. Remember when the screw worms got into the deer in the 40s? Yeah. It almost killed all the deer in Texas in the park. Well, that's what, uh, that almost eradicated the uh, the screw worms, the cougars. You know, remember when the yeah. state, when they, you know, it just almost wiped out all the mountain lion population too. The yeah. screw worms mm-hmm. did. I remember that. Yep. Golly, now there's more mountain lions you've ever seen in Texas. It's nuts. I'm telling Man. you, I've, uh, yes, I hadn't seen one in a while up my way, but I, I have neighbors that see them on occasion, and uh, I think the last one I saw was when I was fishing Tabs Bay. He was sitting up there on the bluff, just looking down at us while we're fishing. Man, that's pretty neat right there. Yeah. Golly. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, it's it's amazing how the the diseases and stuff hit, it, like something freeze will hit the trout and wipe them out, and nature brings it back, and something's going on, maybe too many deer. You just wonder what's going on there with nature, why why it's going to take them out like that. But uh, is it an area where the deer are heavy populated? Is that the is that one of the deer? Well, I mean, I think these were like high fence ranches, and they went in there and killed the entire deer herds. Oh God! Yeah, mm. you got to kill them and then burn them, burn the bodies. Oh, that's not good. That yeah, good. Mm. and uh, well, it's uh, boy, you just don't like to hear that stuff. You know, remember true. all the they had check stations all through the state last year. If you were deer hunting, you know there was one in Freer when I'd come through there, coming back from Blaine's, and you could stop and uh, they would uh, test your deer for you. Is this mostly in the valley you're seeing this? Mostly in the valley? No, it's mostly it? like hill country, you know, and, and uh, up in east to northeast Texas, up that way, where mm-hmm. I've seen the most cases. And mm-hmm. it, uh, I've never killed a deer with it. and uh, No. I've never seen it, but uh, it, it is. It's become more prevalent, so we're going to have to yeah. keep an eye on that. That's, yeah, that's You hate that's to hear really that because, man deer hunting is the thing in texas i mean that's uh yeah boy you talk about a, yeah. a money it's like money opening hobby. it's like opening day of, of dove season they might as well shut all the businesses down <laughs> oh yeah it's like a Nobody national holiday opening day, opening day of deer holiday. season too it's crazy man yeah. Yeah, it is let me nuts, knock this buddy. break out cliff i'll come right back buddy hang okay, on a second all right, all right. 
Well, I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market located right in downtown Belleville, a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And this week, they're double featuring their double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and their cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. They always have free samples available for you there in their meat market. And uh, on special daily at the uh, Belleville Meat Market, their fresh ground beef. Three fifty nine a pound when you buy it in bulk, ten pounds or more. So buy it in bulk, save money, and their wild game processing. They're making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs this year. I've heard these are really good. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over forty one years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market or meat is our middle name. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. That may have been Amarillo by morning, but we're going to Corpus Christi. All right, uh, Cliff, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I almost went to sleep on that one, Mickey. Sorry, man. <laughs> hey, that's what I was telling Hey, you read my mind, man. I was telling Jace, I go, man, how many commercials are in this break? Cliff's going to go back to bed on me. <laughs> No man, that's That was good for me. I got caught up on my yeah. text messages. <laughs> Once my eyes pop open about three thirty, four o'clock, there ain't no going back to bed. I can fire it up about the day, you know. Man, I'll it's tell you stuff. the you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate sleeping in on some mornings. You know, we <laughs> I mean I've been getting up early for oh, I know it. the better part of my life, forty five years. I mean, I you know, know, early to bed. Early to rise and fish like hell and make up lies, you know. Yeah, just, that's it. Boy, yeah, I to, yeah. pretty nice these days. I can sleep in till six sometimes. Six is a late sleep in to me. Well, that's what six I'm talking about, late. sleeping in till yeah, six, six or seven. Yeah, 6.30, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's crazy stuff, man. You know, I was, when I was fishing with Jimmy, I've been with the Waterloo now for 18 years. I was the first guy on the deal. they been in business right. 18 years. And think about all the, the great equipment over the years that, that they've come out with. And now these these fishing blanks and these eyes on these rods, the, the 
the amount of money. You know, a set of good eyes on a rod now is a hundred bucks. Not the rod, oh, yeah, just the you eyes. get those titanium you know? recalls. They're at least a yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. It's incredible the price of rods. But let me tell you what, it does make a difference. Uh, sure, it does. When 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 the whole year ends up on how many fish you didn't miss that you felt, you know how many time how the extra ten feet you can throw, the extra mile that you got on the water that year. Think about that. And I, and you know that's one of my pet peeves on people that have half a spool of line. Okay, you threw 30, 40 oh, yards gosh. less than anybody else there. You know, well, just think about how much that adds up, that fish you didn't quite get to. You think about that, you know. And, uh, but it's all about our equipment now. It's why we're catching so many great fish. It's our equipment, Mickey, is just off the chart. God almighty. Man. Boy, don't you wish you could go back in time oh, I, when I always we think first about started that. this yeah. and start out with the equipment we have now? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's two fish that I wish I had the equipment I had on now. I'd give my boat, house, and everything to have – those fish on the stuff I've got now, you know, because like sure. when I hang up, if I'm fishing deep rock or something and I hang up and I got to break off, it is so hard to break my leader and everything off. I really have to work at it. You know, uh, sure. I, I know everything's tied good. My braid, my, my knot to my braid's good. My loop knot's good. Everything's good. My lead head's good. In the old days, when you hung up, you just kind of pushed a little bit, pop, it came right off <laughs> because you were right. fishing with 12 pound right. mono, you know, Sure, a and, and and back in the day, we used to bend spools on those old reels. The spools yes, would bend yep. when you would put too much pressure on them and try to break off like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And every every and year, folks, Mickey, I try to go back. We're talking about pulling school. back and putting our thumb on a spool and breaking off, and we're hung up. Don't uh, do yep. it with a bend in your rod. Put point your rod straight at it and reel well, down it. on it as It'll much as you can. It. And then if you're waiting, just walk backwards with your thumb on a spool and bust it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's in, you know, the amount of fish we didn't lose since we've got this good equipment is, is so much different. I would love to have just a gear of my equipment back in well, the just 80s. The, gear, the gears we have <laughs> yeah. with the gear ratio yeah. and the smooth drags that we had, that was the biggest the deal drag. back in the day with them yeah. big trout was having the drags jerky were drag. so inadequate. They were all jerky, and sometimes <clears> it seize <throat> up on you. It just... Mm-hmm. that's when i got good at pushing the button in and thumbing yeah you know you get a big fish up to you and he wants to make another run on you and he starts taking off and all that jerking and rod yanking and everything i'd rip the hooks loose you just push the button in and thumb it real smooth so you wouldn't break him yeah. off you remember on the old reels mickey you, you tighten the drag all the way down to the wall and you could still just pull it out you never could yeah. get it tight it would just stay in one, <laughs> one spot and, it would be and then, and then you know. your next reel you'd use if you uh, you had to back all the way off on the drag to get any yep. drag at all out of it. it would, <clears> if you forced it, it would just yeah. lock up. Yeah. And these thirteens, I can click it just where I want. You know. Sure. I don't. I don't pull it hard enough to bend spools, but I crank it down where I'm in control of the situation. You know. So, and then if I get something where I got to back it off, I can just reach up there with my thumb and, and back it off just a perfect amount where. The old reels, you hit it, and all of a sudden you got a backlash because it backed it way off, you know. So right. it's, it's a big difference in the stuff we've got. And, it, uh, uh, but the, the main thing is is our rods. So think how much better the rods are, Mickey. God, oh I know. God. I mean, how much better can we get than we have mm-hmm. now? It's I going mean, to. It just... It's going to. And that, that's what's scary is, you know, we're cable. We're able to see our electronics now. We're able to find the fish, to see the fish, to get to the fish, uh, all that stuff. And it, it's coming. It's coming around where the fish are. I'm kind of starting to feel sorry for them. Hey, what really size? Uh, what size Seaguar do you use for your uh, leader? That gold label. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. That's what I like. I like the twenty-five the best. In fact, you know, I just tied it on day. So I've been, 
I've been real hard about fluorocarbon because I throw so hard, I pop it. But this new cigar, I'm going with the 25, and now that I'm getting older and weaker, I'm not popping it as much. But well, it, it's, do, it's uh, like thinner it. and stronger than than all their other ones, and it, uh, yeah. it it's got a little bit more give in it. It doesn't get stiff. You yeah, know, remember the old leader materials? They were just stiff, man, and they break so easy. They they were like brittle. And make a longer leader too. You know that's the that's the deal with this little car. But don't make a six inch leader. You know I make a three no. foot leader. You know yeah. roll it through the ice, and that way you know. You can change lures a couple times, still got a long. There's nothing worse than, than too short a leader. I, I do believe that. It just seems to cast better with that longer leader. It does. Um, but, you know, and, and I'll go down, you know, in this really gin clear water. I have to go down to super, super light leader. When There's some time in the summer, Mickey, where it's just alcohol, rubbing alcohol clear. And, I mean, you got to go down to like 12, 13, 14 pound test or whatever you can get on fluorocarbon just to get a bite sometime mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Now, you can get them in the morning. In the morning, they'll spank it. They can't quite yeah, see it. Yeah, but that sun gets out. That, that's yeah. a game changer. It is. It is. And and that's what's, that's what's getting me about my sidecast. This is what's happened to me on sidecast. This is the time of the year, you know, about another month now, where this wind's going to calm down. These fish are going to get off the sand. They're going to – these big rogue fish are going to pull up shallow, start hunting in that, you know, shin-deep water. And now we got all these guys, you know, burning shorelines looking for fish. So it just kind of messes up that sidecasting thing. So – there's there's such few areas that you can get into. There's so many rocks that can't run. So um, that that's one thing that the the burn both stuff have hurt us here is is just our up really up shallow game is is hurt. You know it, it cut out a lot of short. I understand you got to find those those guys got to find those fish. You know, but right, man, that uh, when you it's nothing sadder than getting up there and you finally got on some fish. You're finally seeing some fish way off in the distance, you know, 30, 40 yards up. You're seeing these big old black logs. You're trying to position the sun. You're trying to get up on them. And about a thousand yards away, here comes this boat coming right at you. You go, okay, we're done. You know, <laughs> but, and, and way the fish react to part, these boats are different. Now, before these, I'd watch these fish and they wouldn't really react till the boat got within a hundred yards and they kind of scoot off to a grass patch and try to hide. Now they feel the vibration, you know, Two or three miles away, you'll start seeing them, ooze, you know, ease out into the grass stuff. Where they're actually, they're smart. They're they're adapting to being ran over. Uh, yeah. Don't think these trout aren't smart. You know, and that's what's going to happen on Monday. So I got these guys on Monday and Tuesday coming here to fish with me. We've got three tournaments this weekend. We're going to have a lot of sore lip fish. <laughs> so I told them I said, you know. <laughs> uh, but the good thing about it is, so we got a strong southeast wind. It's eliminating a lot of the areas they can't fish. So hopefully on Monday, the wind will be back out of the north and it'll give me a, another plane area. Yeah, you're going to have a north to northeast wind Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good. That'll give me some other, other plane areas. But And you're going to get you know, another cool down. You know, it's going to be like in Houston, it's going to be 50 for a low Monday. So Yeah, it's, that's uh, okay. We still, we're still in our waiters. Here. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, I, yeah uh, we're still waiting waiter, waiters. You know, uh, I've come down there this time of year and waited wet before. Yeah, a lot. So. You never know. And, uh, it's a little chilly when you pop out in the morning wet waiting right now, buddy. Let me tell you. Oh, I don't. I'm. I'll be good with waiters till you know. I like that. <laughs> uh, I, I pull them off when it gets about eighty degrees. I can handle that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. In the seventies, right. I don't. Uh, back in the day, uh, it was no problem when you're young. It didn't faze mm-hmm. you a bit. Well, look at yeah, the spring breakers <laughs> and the surf. Yeah. yeah. And our surf is, you know, there's people surfing without a wetsuit yesterday. Our surf was huge. And a lot of people out there, the water around 68, 69 in the surf. And we're seeing some fish coming in, Mickey. I saw some guys catching trout off the surf in, in the jetties yesterday right. and some flounder. 
But I got to oh, warn you, good. when you come down here, they're they're dumping these big black lava rocks all along the edge of the of the channel. You can't walk on them. You'll kill yourself, man. People are really? breaking ankles and cutting herself up, and it was a bad call on the rocks. They should have put something people could walk on because they're eliminating a whole lot of the fishing on the rocks. <clears throat> they're putting these rocks where nobody can get to the water. Huh. And uh, so hopefully they're going to stop doing it and realize what they've done because they've cut out a whole lot of fishing area, you know. Um, these these big round rocks you can walk on, they just crumble under your feet, you know, and you fall down. You can't get to the water edge to land your fish. Right. And so a lot of people are unhappy about that down here. So, you know, I don't know what – I don't think the people that's building that thing has too much interest in what the fishermen are doing. <laughs> Probably not. I, I, think, I, don't, I don't have a clue. Hey, no. are y'all, uh, y'all getting any of those blue dragons washing up on the beach down there? I haven't seen them yet, but we did last year. I mean, TBNW, I knew the Chronicle had a deal out about them and everything. I hadn't heard much about it. They said the crabs are eating them up real good once they wash up on the beach, not to touch them. And uh, uh, it's kind of a weird jellyfish. I guess they sting you big time. Evidently, I've seen them, but I hadn't messed with them. Yeah, I I don't, you know, it's like the Portuguese man of war. I remember when we were little kids, my little brother ran out there, oh, look, a balloon. A purple yeah. balloon. Boy, he lit him up. He got it all over his hands oh, and arms. A little. Oh, that's bad. I had one of my puppy eat one. I had about a six-month-old lad oh, run out there. And, no. And uh, we were throwing tennis balls in the water, you know, and she thought, I guess, it's a blue tennis ball. She, oh. <laughs> she popped that little man of war down, and, boy, she went into convulsions. And I had a, luckily I had a, a little thing of meat tenderizer that I care for the kids when they get stung. And I poured it all over her tongue, and, boy, she gagged and took her to the vet, and she almost didn't make it. But I'm going to tell you what now, buddy. She's six years old. She sees one of those things now. She walks around it. She uh, don't get, no, she That's kind of like a nothing. dog after it gets snake bit. It knows from yeah, then on. They know, man. She's and, smart. Uh, she don't get nowhere don't take, near that jellyfish. Take some of these dogs long to learn, buddy. <laughs> no, uh-uh, not at all. Not at all. Especially the lab. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah, they are. Hey, well, I showed my grandson that picture of those hogs that Mike was shooting with that gun. You know, I told you about that great video. Right. Yeah, the hogs. Yeah, the helicopter just, I mean, the other helicopter shooting all these hogs. Hell hogging. And so my six-year-old grandson, I picked him up at school. My six-year-old grandson is watching that video. He gets this funny look on his face. I said, what's wrong? He goes, I think he's over the limit. <laughs> Not in Texas, baby. Not anywhere. Hogs, he, no he limit there was, on hogs. Is there a limit on hogs? I said, no, buddy. There's no limit on hogs. He thought he was over the limit. That was pretty good. <laughs> yep. Anyway. All right, buddy. Well, hey, man, it's always a pleasure talking to you. You need to get out there so you can hear the uh, boat race coming by here. It's getting ready to come out right now. Yeah, it is. Come by, man. Rock and roll. Stuff. All right, All right well, uh, hey, if somebody wants to uh, call you about coming down, Cliff, give them a number, bud. All right, man, I'm at area code 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Miggy. Hey, thanks for thanks for filling us in, man. You got me All fired right, up. Thanks, I'm man. ready to go fishing. Okay, bar well, well, all right, yeah. <laughs> all right <Later>. man, later. <laughs> all right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They have different size bottles and all their regulators and diffusers on display. Or if you need more info, call Jason at 281-701-8107. 
and we're right in the height of crawfish season and nobody stacks them higher and sells them better than Boyd's One Stop. You can uh, call them ahead of time, make your reservations for them, or just stop by their Cajun Grill. And uh, they're at the Dyke or the one in Santa Fe right there by the high school. They've always got them, and they've got a great recipe. Check them out on the web at boydsonestop.com, or you can call them at 409-945-4001. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come along? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 637 here in the Bayou City. And let's head up to Lake Livingston now. Let's check in with our good friend, Mr. Harry Detan. Harry, good morning. What's up going on up at Penwall? Hey, well, we're getting uh, we're getting thunder and lightning right at the moment, Mickey. Sure that are, little uh, glob ahead of this front, it was moving fast. I mean, when I went on air, it was just it was right between San Antonio and Austin. It's been was it? It's been well, Cadillacing, it bud. It sure is, Luke. It's uh, it's kind of drizzling up here, and and we've had some thunder and lightning, and it's rumbling right now. So, I don't know what it's going to do for the day. Hopefully, it'll just kind of clear off, but. Uh, uh, right at the moment, uh, we're getting some kind of, we're getting a little precipitation up here. We sure are. But yeah. uh, anyway, everything's pretty good, you know. I mean, uh, you know, they with the lake right now, I think we're right at normal pool. We we went about a foot or maybe a little over a foot above normal pool there last week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they've got it. They got it. They took it down really pretty prompt. Uh, they had, you know, for a while they was releasing, I don't know, somewhere around 30,000. And, right. and it just brought right on down. And, and now I don't know what they're releasing. Mickey, probably around five or 6,000 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not quite that much. But I, I did look uh, uh, yesterday, you know, up through the River Channel going to uh, Dallas. You know, the river had just pretty much emptied out. And uh, so I, we're back down to normal it kind of the lake kind of muddied up a little bit uh, with the release and everything, uh, but it'll in a few days it'll it'll settle back out. So uh, this week, uh, for whatever reason, there hadn't been a lot of fishing pressure on the lake, uh, and I imagine it's mainly because it's probably higher 
whatever you want to call it. But uh, right. still seeing a lot of these uh, really, really nice uh, uh, bulkhead catfish come in. They're doing awesome. Uh, black bass is doing uh, pretty decent. Uh, here at Pinwall, I guarantee we hadn't, we hadn't really seen a lot of crappie at all. Uh, and I did see some nice crappie uh, here a while back come out of that riverside area, and that was before we got that rain, so I don't know what right. they're doing right now. But, uh, but overall, well, with that rise, you know, when them when it's just weird how it works when the lake rises like that, it kind of messes a crappie up. You know, Richard was saying the same thing over Conroe this morning. It, it does, and you know, uh, on Livingston, I don't know about these other lakes, but I do know about Livingston. You can you can catch fish on on a steady lake. You can catch fish on a rising lake, but when this lake goes to falling, things really kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and that's just my my own personal. Opinion. Well, and they drop it so fast, you know that Livingston Dam. I mean, they turn it loose and it it drops that lake quick. Yeah, it, you know, did they have Conroe shut down there uh, last week or so? Yeah, they closed it for you know for a little while, a day or two or whatever, and uh, yeah. and it, it's still high. It's coming down about an inch or two a day right now. They're slowly you know, releasing because, you know, they don't want to overwhelm Lake Houston because, you right, know, they had, right. to, they had to drop it down before that rain event, and then it came up and ran over the top, and it's uh, it's a mess. Is that, is that something new, Mickey, or, uh, I mean? No. Uh, well, the city uh-huh. of Houston started doing it uh, before these rain events so they don't, they don't yeah. back flood all those uh, neighborhoods yes, I, and everything I, like that was going on in the past. They... They drop these lakes ahead of an event, so it'll be able to hold a lot of that runoff. I, I can I can understand, you know, dropping the lake level, you know, foot, 18 inches, two foot right in front of these big rains. I mean, I can understand that part, but I don't I don't think I remember that it's that it they got so much water that they had to shut shut boating and stuff down on the lake yeah they started doing that on conroe because uh boaters were flooding homes and now they've uh passed a law up there where if you do flood a home you're responsible for your wake well there there you ought to be i mean i agree with that you know i mean because you know we've seen some over the lot of years we've seen some uh uh high water here on livingston and i mean uh, we here at Pinwall, we've never been flooded or anything like that, but we've had, it's come right at the top of our bulkheads and stuff like that. Right. But you know, uh, you know, you get some of these people that'll, you know, they just think sky's the limit and they can roll a big old wake. And, and if you've got some flooded property or houses, you know, they can do a lot of damage. And sure, I mean, it real quick. And it, I mean, it's just. It's not. It's not a good deal at all. But uh, you know, that one time the lake came up real high, Mickey, and 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, the next morning, I mean, we had water everywhere. I mean, it was it, it, we was had a lot of water here on the lake, and and uh, this my neighbor across the uh, way, uh, he came over in his boat, and, and of course he wasn't going fast. He was just I he just idled over, and I said. Where are you? What are you doing out in your boat? And he said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick me up a uh, a load of uh, ice chest and propane bottles." And I said, "What? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a load of ice chest." You know, he come back. You know, but that was when 
the water got so high up in Kickapoo, and I mean, it just washed everything out of Kickapoo. So, wow. you know, there was uh, all kinds of stuff floating. And he did come back with a load of ice chests and propane bottles, you know. I mean, they float real well. And, but uh, that, that was, uh, you know, that was not a good deal. That was, that was probably the, uh, one of the few times I've seen that lake. I don't think I've seen it that high. But, you know, at that time, that water, it like just a little bit coming over the road that uh, going across the Kickapoo Creek. I mean, it was high, but that little old, that little old bridge opening, it wasn't enough to let it out quick enough. And, yeah, and it, it just uh, that levee, you know, past the bridge over to Alaska, man, that, that uh, that's a lot of water pushing up against that levee system. It is. Uh, there was a survey crew that came through here uh Oh, a few weeks after after that, and I was talking to them, and they had been surveying high water marks here in, in Kickapoo, and they told me that, that they measured high water marks that they never even dreamed that they would measure wow. up that high. I mean, it was a lot of water, but uh, anyway. But we've had a nice week. I mean, weather-wise, we've had a nice week. We really hadn't had a, any rain to speak of. Uh, things have kind of settled down, and my gosh, all the trees, they've sure uh, leafed out real pretty. And, I mean, looks like we're going to have a nice springtime. So we can kind of get the weather and the rain straightened out a little bit. I think everything will be, be pretty good, you know. But uh, uh, today, it's I don't know what today is going to bring. It might try to rain most of the day. I mean, there's been quite a few people already gone out on the lake, and I you know, and I know they're chasing them catfish. They sure are. I mean, that's why they're launching so early. But hopefully they won't get too wet or they'll come in before they get wet and all. But, uh, yeah. Everything's been going around. You might say normal, whatever. I never know what yeah. normal is. What is normal? <laughs> come on, man. Give, give me your best explanation. <laughs> uh, wake up and see. Yeah. <laughs> Just wake up in the morning and see what you got. Look out mean. the window, man out the window because you don't know what you're going to get anymore i mean it's uh it's been really really crazy but but i was really amazed at how quickly these trees all all bloomed out it's just like they did Isn't that uh-huh i mean they got full-grown leaves on them everything else i mean it, everything's really nice so anyway we're looking forward to a good a good summer this year i mean hopefully everything will rock and roll like it like it normally does yeah, our trees uh, down here in our area, you know, they all got all the oaks and the, and the uh-huh. pecans and everything got all budded out and bloomed out real good and good foliage on them. And then, man, we had a heck of a hailstorm. You did? Oh, Lord. Two weeks ago. That ain't yeah. good. Yeah. No, uh, that ain't. You know, uh, you know where I uh, areas that I, other areas that I've lived, hailstorms were pretty common. But <clears throat> down here, I mean, you don't. Uh, Livingston, I I don't think I've seen maybe one or two low hails that that uh, uh, amounted to anything. But uh, mm-hmm. when I when I was uh, one area I was in, I mean, it was a real rural area, and, and uh, we was prone to get a lot of big hailstorms. There's there's a car dealership down yonder. You talk about <clears throat> oh, boy. beat up cars. I mean, they was beat up, and they wound up with one little old. One. Uh, it was a little old small Ford uh, compact car, <clears throat> and it, you know this was in the middle '80s, and, and uh, 
that car had been beat so bad that they couldn't they couldn't sell it or anything like that and and it sat on their lot for a, a year or two and finally uh you know that area they had a rural uh, uh mailman you know they drove their own cars and they delivered mm-hmm. out in the country and stuff next thing you know that mailman wound up with that hell damaged car you know i mean all he cared about is is the engine and the tires you know he didn't care what the outside looked like so I mean, he got a really a good deal on on buying that that car to you know work out of. Well, sure, but, uh, probably got it for next to nothing, brand new. I vehicle. hope he did. Yeah, I mean, the, it wouldn't have had much of a trade-in value the way that thing was beat up. No, <laughs> but uh, hey, use it for work. It don't it yeah. don't matter what it looks like. It, Roll it don't with make it. any difference. It sure doesn't. I mean, well, that's a that's a rough area. You know, make it, we used to get those big old snows, and I had one guy that worked for me and he lived probably about I don't know five or six miles out in the country and anyway I needed him to come in and uh he worked the uh, night shift and I was gonna pick him up and uh you know I I, was, I had a four-wheel drive pickup you know but sometimes four-wheel drive doesn't make a, a lot of help it's not a lot of help but you know I turned off the highway I'd just been creeping down the highway and and uh, uh turned off on a dirt road and you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a, we call them a whiteout, but when I got on that dirt road going down through there and, and uh, that snow, it was probably, I don't know, two and a half, three foot deep on the top of the road. And wow. And there's, no, there's nothing out you. I mean, you can see for 100 miles and, you know, there's no houses, no nothing. And next thing I knew, the sky and the ground, they all blended together. Oh, you didn't goodness. know if you was upside down or right side up. <laughs> Like you got vertigo. <laughs> it's exactly right, and, and I, I drove that uh, uh, pickup straight off in the ditch, and uh, uh, you know, and there I was, and, and you know, I had to roll down the windows and climb out the windows, and you know, Man. I took off walking back towards the highway, and, and finally I got up there, and, and I knew there was a house about uh, a mile in either direction, either go north or, or go back south. There was a house, and I was that was way before cell phones, and I just wanted to get up to a house where I could uh, uh, call and get somebody to come out and pick me up. But uh, I decided to go with the wind at my back, <laughs> and, all, and luckily that was going away from where I was going, you know. But luckily, it got up yonder, and, and the people was at home, and they let me borrow their phone t- to get back out of there. But uh, well, I tell you what, we'd have we'd have uh, cattle out on on. Uh, the, I mean, they'd a lot of uh, electric fences around these wheat pastures and stuff like that, and and uh, the cattle would push right straight through those electric fences, and we'd have we'd have cattle uh, strung from I don't know, Guyman, Oklahoma to to Canadian <laughs> Texas. You know, I mean, they'd they just get to pushing with the snow and and. Uh, They'll, they just that's where they wind up you have to watch them pretty close they'll get up in a corner if it's a really if it's a pretty good fence and they'll pack up and they'll smother themselves down you know because you know they can't go any further but uh, yeah well those those was cold days they really was you know but uh, anyway but uh, everything's good up here at the lake yeah uh, we just we just need a little I've been relief. seeing some good white bass pictures from up there, you know, big old piles of white bass. People yeah. Are catching. Uh, some of them look fat, man. Their bellies look like they're still still got eggs in them, but 
Sure uh, not, huh? Uh, well, sometimes they do, Mickey. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes sometimes uh, there'll be a, a percentage of them that come back down into the lake and they haven't spawned out. And uh, uh, they're starting to come back down in into the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're still catching some nice whites upriver. Uh, but... And I haven't talked to anybody this week, you know, but, you know, the the release, you know, they was releasing 30,000 30, coming down through the river, you know, Riverside and Highway right. 7 and all that. And and I would suspect that's gonna, that probably may have pushed them out back mm-hmm. down here to the lake. But every year when they start coming in into the lake, you'll, you'll find, uh, I don't know, floating uh, uh, floaters, you know, that, that – died and uh and a lot of times when they do that they so they claim that they've just got stressed you know on that spawn and and they just die you know right so uh uh you know but that they uh uh we see that uh, uh pretty often uh but you know but you know those those fish you know they're going to spawn out. They just about, you know, what they do, you know, they just about annihilate the the, the food chain going up river, you know. So when they get through spawning, they're heading to the lake and the shed's running down here and everything else, and they're they're uh, they're ready for lunch and all. They really are. But uh, I've seen I've seen some uh, come in, uh, you know, and a lot of them are like ten or eleven inch fish. Uh, uh, but it's getting it's getting a lots lots closer. I mean, it's getting where this in, like this morning. You know, they could be running really good this morning. Uh, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna find them with the bait fish, and that's gonna be you know right. in towards the the bulkhead or the points and stuff like that. And, and then there's a certain amount of them. I don't know why, but you know, you'll find them right out in open water too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're just, they're going to key on these on the bait fish for sure. Oh right? yeah, that shad spawn and shad hatch, buddy. Uh-huh. They get on that man. That's, I guarantee you, that's a that's a free that's a buffet meal for them. You know, yeah, it, it really is. is. And I mean, you know, Richard's starting to see a little bit of that at Conroe now. I think right now he's catching most of his catfish, you know, out deep. But, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since the lake came up and everything. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. After it gets back normal and. And uh, they'll move back in. It'll be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, you know, you talk about the shad and Livingston. Uh, you know that. Uh, oh, it was several years ago. They had a release of about a hundred and ten thousand coming out of this dam. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that release was uh, over, you know, they had that old Southland Park uh, Marina store down below the dam. Right. You know that whole area. You could go down there at the back of with a, a bucket loaded tractor and scoop shed up. I mean, they got stranded up in the little pockets and stuff, and it, it was amazing how many dead shed was there on the ground. I mean, and they they just got flushed out of the lake, but but uh, uh, that was uh, a lot of a lot of shed. It sure was, and all. But uh, I don't. That was you know I. It, that was quite a few years ago, but there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, they laid out under. They had to clean them up because I mean, they just pretty well rotted out under, and it's it sure, it sure left a mess. But, oh, it does, and you know, 
sometimes in the summer when it gets real hot, we'll have those big shad kills, especially in uh-huh. the, uh, the back lakes of the marsh. Oh, and yes, buddy, yes. You want to talk about stink? Oh, my it does. goodness gracious. It, it's not, it's it not is good. Nasty. It is nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it uh yeah, it. Uh, well, they just get herded up so big time they just deplete all the oxygen. Oxygen, and yeah. And the water just, that they're all swimming in, and they just all die. It just, uh-huh, it's crazy. That's right. Yeah, the water is probably. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 